All right, guys, growing your wellness business doesn't have to mean working around the clock and feeling exhausted. So welcome to the Healthy Hustle Podcast. I'm your host, Rachel Feldman, and I have been in your shoes. I've been in the wellness space for over nine years, and I know what it feels like to feel overwhelmed. I took my wellness business from 13K that first year and feeling fried and exhausted to over six figures. Now I'm a business coach for health and wellness professionals just like you, and I create done-for-you content and programs to help you save time and money so you can spend more time nailing down your niche, understanding your buyer avatar, attracting your ideal client, and building your business from the ground up the right way. So sit down and let's get started. Hey guys, I'm terribly excited to have this amazing rock star of a woman here talking on the Healthy Hustle. I have known this coach. How long have I known you, Amber? I think it's a few years now because I came to you when I was first getting going. Right, a few years, but it seems like I've known her for a lifetime. Even before we started recording, we were just having this amazing conversation. She's one of those people that I could say is definitely like a sister to me. And I'm extremely excited because I begged her. I did. I begged her and said, please, Amber, come on the show. Talk to coaches on how you created a successful business, behind the scenes, all that kind of stuff that we love to hear from actually somebody who is doing it successfully. So Amber, tell everyone a little about you. You're so sweet. Well, first of all, you didn't really have to beg me. I say all the time that you were definitely one of like my OG mentors and still somebody that I look to for advice and for, you know, I am still learning so much. And so I really look to you to continue Aww. to guide me through. So I appreciate you. But yeah. You know, it's really funny. I think that most coaches in this business, they're, how we got to what we're doing today was really kind of like a, a windy and bumpy road, right? I don't think uh, so many of us, I don't think really first started uh, like in college being like, oh, I want to be a health coach, right? I think, and I think this is what makes us, you know, what, what makes us the best kind of coaches is from drawing from experience. And really for me, I think kind of just a little bit about my journey. It's just, I, from the age of about 10 years old, started having a very unhealthy relationship with my body and myself. I will just raise a hand and say my first diet was 11 years old. Yeah. 11. Yeah. 11. I my daughter and she's 13 and I'm like, I can't even imagine if you were died. <laughs> no, I can't. I can't. I argue my daughter too. She, she's 11 too. I can't even imagine if she were to tell me one, talk to me about calories. Like it's just mind blowing to me, but from a very young age, I got this overwhelming sense of that. I was not okay as I was. That the body that I was in as a 10-year-old girl, a 9, 9, 10, 11-year-old girl was just not right. And this is what really just progressed for me into kind of a, a lifetime of having a very unhealthy relationship with my body, constantly bouncing from one diet to the next. Really, really, I would say just really learning to attach my value and my worth to that number on the scale, to what size I was, to how I looked. And for me too, it was it was really hard because it wasn't like I was ever an overweight child, right? I was never even like, I was a cheerleader, a track runner. I was very like people, when they hear my story now, they're like, really, I never knew all that was going on with you because that wasn't really, you know, the case that that's not what we saw. Not what we saw. It's not what we saw. 
right? Yeah. Isn't that and isn't that just the case pretty much in everything in life? It's not what we saw. That was not the front that I put on. I put on this front, and I always have that I am a very strong and confident and secure woman. But underneath it all, that was not really the case. And so this led to really just my in my twenties, really engaging in a lot of unhealthy behaviors. You know, a lot of drugs, a lot of alcohol, a lot of you know. I was a bulimic. I was just trying to find all of these things, all of these things to like fill such a void in my life. And, you know, I've come to realize at the age of 43 and through a lot of damn therapy that, that really just that void in my life was just really how I felt about myself. And yeah. I didn't really love myself. And so, uh, you know, all of this really just progressed through my, you know, into my twenties, I, I did get, I was able to get seek help professionally for the, the binging and the purging, but I physically healed, but I didn't mentally heal. Oh, like I, I love, I can't believe that you just said that. I love that so much. I was sharing, we had put out an anti-diet program. Yeah. And when I read it and I was like going through it, there were like tears because that eating disorder that I had, that was like my first baby blanket was yep. so much about not liking myself, not yes. you know, myself. And I think just like me, I healed the binging and the purging. I healed that part, but there was still an emptiness inside. Sure. And I, that's what so much of that, like weight loss culture kind of promotes to so many people. It's like fix it, but then you don't realize that there's all this healing. Oh, diets are just a band-aid. Diets are just a band-aid for like, we don't get, that's the whole problem. I mean, this is a whole other tangent we could go on, but like diets are just, they don't get to the root problem of what's really going on for like, most why women. Why are you overeating? Why are you binging? Why? Why? Right. Why? What's the why? And if we don't address the why, and this is so much of the, the really kind of the, the methodology and what I've been leaning into in my coaching is, is addressing the why. Addressing the why first, like, you know, we, we, we have these, if we, if you are somebody that has weight loss goals, you are somebody that's got some health goals, like going right for what diet culture teaches us with the nutrition, with the exercise and like honing in on that, that's the bandaid. Like that's putting the cart before the horse. You're not getting to the root of the problem. And so that's exactly what happened to me is that I didn't get to the root of the problem. So then you fast forward to, and now I'm in my thirties and I'm, I, you know, I get pregnant with my first baby. I gain about 70 pounds. <laughs> Uh, I was about 210. Yeah, 210. When I mean, I was a house, Rach. I, I was a house. everything. I was like, I was like, everything. Scott, go to the bakery, get everything. <laughs> it was disgusting. I was preeclampsic. And it's because I really, and I didn't know I was doing it at the time, but I used my pregnancy as an excuse for a nine month binge. binge. I mean, that is what I did. And so when I, after I had my, my first baby, I did lose the weight, but it was super unhealthy. I was doing all these crazy, like long-term detoxes. I was basically just starving myself. It was gross. And then just rinse and repeat with my second baby. And so then when I, so then fast forward to, and this is really kind of the, the kickstart to me starting my, my business was I was period of my life, which I now know completely changed the trajectory of my life. I was turning 40. I was in a sale, very successful, very lucrative sales job that I'd built for 18 years, but I was so unsatisfied. Mm -hmm. My marriage was falling and I knew that divorce was kind of on the horizon, right? And I was just, I was very broken. I was very unhappy. I was very broken. 
And so I really started this spiritual journey of how, how do I fix this? This is not, this is not an alignment with my higher self. This is not who I am supposed to be. And then the bigger question is, is how do I turn all of this pain into purpose? And I just, you know, fell to my knees and it was really in a very pivotal moment in Costa Rica where I'd taken a a, a solo mission, a solo trip for my 40th birthday. A year before I was planning on doing a whole, you know, girls gone wild trip to Cozumel with my girlfriends. But I, <laughs> that is, I was like, that's not what I need right now. And I ended up going on this trip. And the intention really for that trip was really just what, what's the next step in my life and particularly what's the next step in my career. And really, again, with this underlying kind of uh, question of like, all of this that I'm going through, God, like, what's the purpose? I know you have me here. And I read, you know, I was in the, at that time reading a very pivotal book in my life by a, a mentor of mine that was like full circle. I just a few months ago, I got to have her on my podcast, which I was so pumped about, but Gabby Bernstein wrote a book called the universe has your back. And it's just yeah. all about like really leaning into believing, trusting in God and spirit universe, whatever that higher power you believe in is that these got your back, right? That you're at the right place at the right time. And so I was meditating on the beach and just really asking the question, like, what am I supposed to do? And it was like, it was such a divine moment and that it literally hit me like a ton of bricks. I just wrote down the word coach and I was like, okay, okay. I'm supposed to coach like coach. What I knew in my core that I was supposed to coach women. I knew that I knew that I felt like that in my core, but I wasn't sure how I did know that I did feel like it was that because nutrition and fitness have always been a passion of mine. I started immediately went back because I'm a doer and I'm not going to waste any time. I immediately went back and I was like, with the intention of I'm going to enroll in IIN, Institute for Integrated Nutrition. I'm just going to get the ball rolling. I'm going to start this as a side hustle. And through this journey of even just making that simple step, it really started the process of me also starting to heal myself with nutrition and with stopping the dieting and really starting that that program with IIN really starting to look at food differently from more of a functional medicine standpoint, from more of an integrative. And I know that's why you and I are so much aligned, Rachel, which is, I know that's what your whole kind of, you know, background too, of, of, of going through that journey. Yeah. And so well, and I, going through IIN gave me, it helped me to slow down. Mm-hmm. It, I'm still not doing yoga. <laughs> Ever, I swear, Ian's always like, do yoga. I'm still, but I will tell you, like breath work and all the things that I learned at Ian really helped me to start that healing process for myself. And similar to you, I had that wake up moment where I was like, my kids had a lot of food allergies, a lot of, you know, kind of mystery stuff going on. And I was like, they're only babies. And I looked yeah. at my own experience and realized that like, I needed to, I needed to coach similar to you. I had no idea how I would do it. Yeah. I didn't know. And, you know, it's funny. It's like at the time, cause it was just all I knew, you know, I didn't really even know that I was really going to be doing what I do now, which is helping w- women over 40 to achieve sustainable weight loss. And I use the word, you know, sustainable, meaning like teaching women how to stop the dieting, that teaching women 
that they can live a lifestyle where they're enjoying and feeling satisfied with healthy, nutritious foods. And, and, and they are no longer a slave to food and no longer in that vicious loop of, of dieting and feeling miserable in their body and, and all of it. Right. And so I, I think that I, and I, I hear a lot of coaches say this, but I don't know that I think that it sort of just found me. I think that when I started opening up and really leaning into my experiences and, and, you know, my relationship with food and all that I've went through, it allowed me just to be a better coach. And right. it just, and it just, I just found it to me, or it just found its way to me. So really, and, and we've talked about this before, what kind of really catapulted my business was I had to, in 2019, is when I kind of like, I always say, I was like, I launched my business in 2019. Okay. First of all, I literally like bought a domain for a website. Okay. I had a, I had a website built out and I always laugh about this too, because I can remember being on your calls, like on your, your weekly calls, right. For your membership and just in tears being like, Rachel, I just spent five grand on a website. And it was like, website is gorgeous. Okay. But there's been so many iterations of that, but like, this is one of the things that I always share with new coaches and you preach this all the time, which is you do not need a $5,000 website when you are first starting out. I wish I would have realized that (laughs) because when you're first starting out, you don't even know what you're doing. You don't even know truthfully your niche. You just don't. It ends up morphing and over time and practicing. And here I am, you know, two and a half years later, and I feel like I am just now really setting into my groove as like who I coach, right? The transformation that I not only promise, but like what lights me up. And, and that's where I've been able to really find my way back to a lot of the mindset piece of it, which is, I feel like in really in alignment, but in the beginning in 2019, I spent all this money writing all these programs, doing all of that. And I knew nothing about really what I was supposed to be doing. Yeah. Well, and I think the hard part about it in the beginning is your niche is usually like a soul niche. It's something that's come to, but you don't know how to explain it to somebody else. So yes. The jeans a little off. Yes. You don't know exactly. Like you said, the promise of what you want to offer. So it's like, we just kind of get into the state of overwhelm. Yes. And I, for me, I started out as an emotional eating coach working, like focusing on gut and it, it became so much. I actually said to my husband, I was like, I am getting triggered too much by this because I was getting girls out of Renfro and it was just like a little too intense for me. Wouldn't be the same today, but at the time I was like, you know what, this is still like, this still was pulling on me, still was triggering me. Yeah. Yeah. Shifted to be a gut coach and with a focus on weight loss, because I was like, well, if you heal your gut, you're going to start losing weight. <laughs> yes. Yes. Right. I started to be able to understand like what my system and my process was, but that didn't come overnight. I mean, I yeah. sit there and I think about that first two year struggle. Yes. And it was definitely a struggle to find my voice. Yes. A thousand percent. And I think too, there's so much too that goes along with that. I think in the first couple of years, it's also like, Number one, I think what goes, what can contribute to that overwhelm too, is I think in the first beginning, at least the first couple of years, there's a, there's a sense of like fragility to your, like you think your business is so fragile because it kind of is right. You're trying to like build your following and all of that. And so then what that can create though, when you constantly have this, 
you know, mindset of like, oh my gosh, like my, you know, my business is fragile. If I don't post every single day, then I'm, and it, and it is required though, to be consistent. I know that, but I'm just saying you can get to that point though, where it's like, especially after a couple of years, we're like, okay, I've built up enough of a following. Like I've built up enough of a business here to where I can relax into this a little bit um, because my business isn't going to fold. My business isn't going to go away. I need to, you know, I can relax into this, which I I think is hard, but we were talking about this before the show. The first couple of years. I think what's hard. And I have like the thing, good things come to hustle, but good things come to those who hustle is that in that beginning stage of any business, yeah. I mean, they say it takes one to three years to build a book. Yeah. So that's in any business. It's really a level of grit and, and hustle in that beginning. And I know that this is going to like disrupt the feathers of people listening to this, but it's one of the reasons why I called this the healthy hustle, because I have not seen anybody who sits there and talks, take a rest. You know, you can stop hustling. No is at that next stage of their business. In that beginning part, I think what contributes to that hustle is there's a difference between working and there's a difference between overthinking and fear. And when you're overthinking and you're fearful and you've got just like anybody, imposter syndrome, maybe for someone like you, it's a little less because sales was part of your it was part of your main job before. But I would say for the majority of people, that is scary. Building a business, you know, is scary. And I think that when we get to that place where we are in that groove, yeah, we can take that pause and say, I have enough content that I've created. Yeah. I can repurpose the content. We've learned how to repurpose content on multiple platforms. Yes. And so that isn't as much pulling the strings anymore. Yeah. And I think too, like I know in the beginning, it's like, my God, even like recording a TikTok video or writing a post on Instagram, like it, it you can get in your own way, right? It could take yeah. like writing a, writing a post on Instagram in the beginning, I could spend an hour writing a post. And now I'm like, man, if I can't knock this out in 15 minutes, I ha- like, I have to move on. Like I have to practice. I mean, I yeah, think practice. Like, yeah. Well, tell everyone listening, what was, what was the social platform that really worked for you now, given this is going to be different for each person, but I always love to know like what worked for each coach. So it's definitely TikTok. So this is what's really interesting talking about even kind of the, like the evolution of my business. So I said, I kind of like launched my, you know, launched my business really. Like I, I just turned on a $5,000 website is what I did, but I had no clients, no social <laughs> media. And this was like November of 2019. Right. Well, I really had no idea. Obviously nobody knows nobody else did too, that the pandemic was getting ready to hit. And so I was, it was about, I guess what March is when that happened. And I was at my sales job. I got sent home from the sales job. And this is when I, we were, I was just having to work from home. And because I am a hustler and I'm always going to be trying to figure out ways to, you know, get things going. I watched this marketer talk about TikTok and talk about how TikTok was really kind of the wild, wild west of social media. And at that point I had been posting pretty consistently like on Instagram, but I had like 300 followers. They were all my friends. Then I was like, this is for the birds. Like I need to get some growth here. But I was terrified at this stage of my life. Like I had never even done like taking a selfie of myself. Like I didn't, we're going to record video. I was so insecure, like, so no way, like doing a live on Facebook terrified me. I mean, it's mind blowing to me now where how much of I've healed myself over the last couple of years, you know, being much more comfortable with that. 
But anyway, so I decided though, that my drive to succeed was greater than my fear. And I thought, you know, I had a little told myself, I got to have a little chit chat with myself. I need to put on my big girl panties and I needed to just do this. And I, so I started putting content in on TikTok and I really got very niche down. Now I will say simultaneously, I hired a business coach. And so she started helping me like kind of set up some of the backend processes, had like a funnel. I had a freebie. I had a way to get people off of TikTok and into my funnel, right? I think that's what's key. That's what's key because I think so many people, you know, if they do do, if they have a video do well on social or they, maybe they even, maybe they even grow their platform really big and they don't have anywhere for people to go. That's, that's a big mistake, right? So I had people to go. I mean, I had place for somewhere to go. So I had a video and I was just putting up content, putting up content, slowly growing a following. And then I had about 3000 followers, which I thought at that point, I was like, that's amazing. Like, this is great. And then in June of 2020, I had a video that went viral and it just catapulted me. I mean, within and within like, I swear within five, six months, Rachel, I grew a six figure business. It was crazy. I mean, it was just, but I will say that wasn't dumb luck. I'm a hustler. Okay. I was, you show, I mean, I think I just yeah. remind coaches to listen to what you just said, because you were scared. You made a decision that your fear was not going to overwhelm your ability to show up. And you just started showing up and showing up consistently. And let me tell you what that did for me too. And I think about this a lot. It was me actually getting on TikTok and doing videos and constantly having to see myself on video, actually a self-healing thing happened for me because I went from watching myself on video being like picking apart every part of my body and my face, everything I say, and really just hating on myself. Right. To, I eventually got to this point where I could watch video and be like, oh, I like that girl. I'd be, I'd be friends <laughs> with her. I'd be, I'd be friends with her. I like her. And it was really kind of a self-healing thing. So yes, I think that, you know, putting yourself out there, whether it's on video or putting your, you know, doing, you know, po po posts about yourself, like being vulnerable is hard. It's scary, yeah. but that's what people connect to, right? Yeah. I think the best therapy I always said is when you start a business. Yes. I could have deleted so many therapy sessions <laughs> because they were really starting a business, put all my fears right at my face. Yes. For somebody who is like an introverted person, I am very social. I'm very talkative, but yeah. I'm actually an introvert. Like unless, unless you get me dancing at a party. <laughs> sure. Sure. <laughs> forget it. Never well, no. Yeah. Yeah. No, but I, I totally to face get that. all that stuff. And I had to face all those inner thoughts of like, do I sound stupid? Do I yes. look okay? Do I look pretty? Do I, all those things that had held me back. Do I look thin enough? All that stuff I had to really put to the side. And in that process of putting that to the side and in that process of putting that to the side, the other more loving thoughts. Yes. hundred percent. And that's exactly what happened to me. And I think that you're right. And I'm glad you highlight that, but I think it's just true. It's like, when you get 
when you let your fears get in the way, that's going to stop you from being consistent. And in this game and in this online space of what we're all trying to do, that is, if you look at somebody who's successful and somebody who's not, it's the person that shows the hell up every single day, even when they don't want to. And you know, we were content to repurpose even when they don't want to, even when they don't want to. Yeah. Well, that's true. Yeah, exactly. Because, you know, I've, you know, I've been hustling like crazy and, and doing and showing up every day and, and staying organized. And, and I think that's the other, that's the other key as to why, you know, I think I've been able to have success in a short amount of time is that, you know, even as a single mom of two kids, nine and 11, I'm organized as hell. I mean, my, my routine, this is all, I think it's all about success, whether or not it's in your business, whether or not it's about a healthy lifestyle, it's all about habits. And for me, one of my habits is I literally sit down every single Sunday with my planner. I don't do a digital planner because I can't do all that. I physically write it out and I map out my week. And not only does that help me to get organized with my time, but it also like mentally helps me like get prepared for what I have coming up. Right. So like what, what does everything from when can I get my workouts in to, I got to make sure I, you know, I plan a meal in between here because I got back-to-back podcast interviews. Like it's really just a very simple habit of, of staying, of staying organized so that you can stay, you know, consistent and find all the ways because you know, I mean, I was, it's so funny. I was having this coach, this conversation with my coach, Joe Coleman, just the other week. And I was like, Joe, I was like, there are days where like, I just feel like so I was like, I feel like so stretched thin. Right. And I was like, you know, I've got all this stuff. I was like, you know, I got the podcast and I got the TikTok and I got the brand partnerships and I got Instagram and I got three Facebook group, my coaching. And she's like, yeah, you just described actually like a kick-ass personal brand. She's like, so she's like, you know, I think it's just, it's really a matter of trying to find pockets where you can kind of relax into it, but it is going back to that whole thing. It is a hustle, but I think it's about staying consistent and organized. Yes. I think that's the part is when I started the way that I started optimizing my time, because when I felt like I had no time, yeah, took out an egg timer And I was like, I'm going to time myself on these different activities and I'm going to figure out exactly how to cut time so that I give myself back time. And I think the other thing is to really look at what we're doing and see if, if there are any pockets of wasted time. I always know when I'm stressed, I know when I start scrolling, I mean, there's a healthy scroll. Yes. I mean, there's a healthy scroll. Let's just say that. And then there's like a scroll where it's just like, I should be doing this and you're not doing it. And then I think there's also the part when you're building your business or at any level where you're like, I don't know what the next step is. And that's why I have a coach. That's why it's great to have that clear path in the beginning. And I love that your coach had suggested for you to have a funnel because if, if we're not building a list, how are we going to get people to buy our programs? We can hope that they come off of social media and follow us. But I think when you have a funnel in place, it actually provides the perfect ground for your client to get to know you and then be nurtured to your main list. 
Well, yeah. And I get, and I, I hope everybody knows, and I hope you know this, you know, my, my original funnel, which I still use this today is the guide, the intermittent fasting freebie, the intermittent oh. fasting guide from you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, girl. That, oh, I love that. Oh, and my second one is the little black dress. That's your seven day, a little black That's dress. So, yeah, black so dress yes, girl. I mean, you're, <laughs> you're, you're done for you. Content has been pivotal in my, my career. So, and you know, and I think what it is, and you always talk about this and this, you do such a great job of it about, you know, with all your tutorials, Canva and all of that. But even I took what you, what you, those, those two guys, those two freebies, and I made them my own, right? Like I, because I'm, you know, the seven day, for instance, the seven day, I call it the little, you know, or the seven day, it is called the little black dress boot camp. I think that's what you call it. So what I did though, is because it's really important to me that, that I didn't want women to think I was, I was pushing a seven day diet since I am like the anti-diet kind of coach. <laughs> right. I made this as, Hey, this is really a seven day, which it is a seven day program of, of what it looks like to just get more real food in your diet. Right. And I did a little video. And um, just stop on, dieting and stop under eating. Just stop under eating and stop dieting. And this is this this seven day program is really going to show you what it's like to just again eat more, get just get more real food that actually tastes really good. And so and, and so I how how I made it my own is in my funnel, like when they opt in, there's a little video of me talking mm -hmm. about that. Right. And so I think that's what's so awesome about the content that you have for coaches is that it really does lend itself to be able to make make it, the, make it their own. Right. So yeah. And do that. you tell me about your process? Because I always say sneaking into somebody, looking under somebody's hood is the favorite thing we want in our business because we're trying to figure out what to actually do. Do you bring people straight from that to a discovery call? Do you have an application process? What does that look like for you? So I will say it's morphed as I've gotten more busy and built my business. I will say in the beginning, which is how I built literally like a six figure business in very short amount of time was I was, cause I didn't have any clients, right. I didn't have a group program. You know, I, I, I've learned, and I, I know you probably talk about this and my, my other business coach talks about this as well is that you don't really want to start a group program until you've coached enough clients one-on-one, -on -one. at least that's what I subscribe to. Like you, <laughs> yeah. Like people jump right into doing group and programs. And then they don't have success. And then they don't, they're not successful. Like you yeah. have to put the time in, you have to put no, you know, you have to put the time in. Yes. Can you scale a business only doing one-on-one -on -one coaching? No, but in the beginning right. you have to do that. Right. You have to and test your process. I think there are a lot of people out there, a lot of business coaches who talk about beta testing, but you need a list first. You can't yes. go on Facebook and say, I'm looking for 10 people to join my signature. Right. Right. Is not going to fly in today's age? And, and especially with how saturated the market is, like yeah. you've got to make it a little more compelling. You've got to have some testimonials behind it. I mean, there's just so much more that goes behind that. And then I will even say too, to take it a step further, you can't start like a membership or a continuity program until you've successfully ran a group program like three, four times, right? Like you've got to kind of put in the work. So I would say for me, the process was in the beginning, for sure, I was leading them from opting into the intermittent fasting freebie to a discovery call. And then I was selling them into one-on-one -on -one coaching. Mm -hmm. um, there was a point in time though, where I had like probably 12 one-on-one -on -one clients and I was, it was too much for me. Right. And so then after I'd done That's that, when you learn to scale with a group. That's mm -hmm. when I think we, we can come up with these really cool containers or masks groups. And that's what I did too, is I, I really like, and I think we can kind of overcomplicate it too with, with the group programs, but it doesn't have to be right. Like I just did a small group container of about 10 women. Uh 
And I implemented a lot of kind of my same methodology for how I coach women through that process and just applied it. This is also, I think what can be helpful going through enough one-on-one coaching is because you kind of settle into a, a little bit more of the rhythm on how you actually get people from A to, you know, from A to B, as far as like they're for A to Z, whatever, for their transformation. Right. And then all you do is you can take that and then adapt it into kind of a group process, right? So that was sort of kind of like for me, the process. And now I would say that it is, it's a little bit different. I, because of time, I don't really do like discovery calls anymore. I'll do, if somebody comes to me, I don't really advertise as much one-on-one coaching. If somebody finds me for one-on-one coaching, I do, and this is really just a scalability thing, right? And what kind of, I've got the the, the bandwidth to do, but I do do it through an application process of just trying to make sure that they're a right fit for me and I'm a right fit for them. That's kind of like through the one-on-one. And I would say now at this point, my my freebies that I'm using are really a lot of list building for me and that I can just continue to nurture. I've, I've recently moved to a new funnel that I'm trying out, which is, which has been really fun. So I'm doing hosting a live two-day event. Oh Um, yeah. I, so it's a live two-day event. I just ran my first one last month. I think Um, I saw that on Instagram. Yeah. Yeah. So it's a live two-day event. It's a completely different than the traditional kind of like launch model that I've been doing, um, where the goal is for this is that I will run this probably every other month. Eventually when I can build a bigger team where I have like an enrollment specialist and all of that, I will start running it maybe every month, but it's definitely, I've moved this to more of a high ticket offer is what the purpose of this funnel is. So yeah, because for me, kind of the evolution of my business And this is really just, I think one of my strengths is, you know, maybe coming from a sales background, I've really found that, and this is also pushed by, have you read the book by Alex Hermosi, the hundred million dollar offer? Have you read that book? Mm -mm. Okay. So if you're listening to this and you're, you, right, you got to get this book. So one of the, so this is a fascinating book. It's about really creating an offer that like an irresistible offer. And I've seen this book help not only like he started off in kind of the, the, the gym space and that's his whole story is fascinating, but it's about creating an offer that's completely irresistible. And I, and there's some elements in the book that are just so profound because I think, especially in the health coaching and like the weight loss space and kind of the health and fitness space, all of it, it can be very saturated and it can be very easy to have your offer commoditized, right? Right. And just kind of lumped in with all the rest of them. And so this book really walks you through a very special process of like how to, you know, just how to like make your offer really unique. So it's, it's interesting. It's really fascinating. And so that kind of reading that is what prompted me to maybe shift gears a little bit and start moving my model to doing more high, like a six month, more of a high ticket offer. And that's kind of the direction I'm going right now. I love that. I mean, and I love that you've talked about list building a lot because, and just to kind of reiterate what you said, I think a lot of coaches, they will get the website, they'll have the programs, but they fail to list build because that's the really scary part. And I just want to kind of reiterate what you said about like showing up. And I think to not get lost with everyone else, you showed up on video. And I think that's a really scary part for coaches And I always suggest practice that because just as you've shared that it was like an uncomfortable process showing up, but you still did it anyway. And I think in this world, you have to, you have to be showing up in video. 
I thought, well, I was going to say a thousand percent now that now I don't think people have a choice the way that Instagram's going, the way that TikTok's going. I mean, well, the TikTok's been, I don't think you have a choice. I think that you've got to learn to, yeah, to heal that and show up. And this is what I'll say too, is I know in the beginning it will feel scary. I know it's going to be, it's hard. I mean, I lived it when I go, in fact, when I go back and look <laughs> at some of my original videos on TikTok, it's, I, I'm, it's painful for me to watch. Okay. I was so uncomfortable. I was so anxious. It was the whole thing, right? But I think that, you know, it's, it's one of the reasons why my business grew so fast is because people, when they get to see you in video, I have people all the time. They'll be like, I feel like I know you, you know, and I'm sure the same for you, Rachel, because you're always showing up on video too, but it really is one of the like fastest and easiest ways for people to connect with you. Oh, yeah to get to know you. Right. And here's the thing too, is what I'll, what I'll say too, is if doing like long videos seems very scary to you at first, if you're listening to this and you're like, that just seems really hard. I don't know. Why don't you start with, with Instagram stories, right? Do little quick snippets, peeling back the curtain of who you are just as a person and start to get comfortable with the camera with that, or even doing Facebook lives, maybe in your small community where it's kind of the circle of trust, it's not as scary as doing it out to everybody. Start there and and start to build, you know, start to build that confidence within yourself. But yeah, at this stage, if I think if you want to be successful as a coach in the online space, you've got to get down with the videos. Well, for everyone listening, what are your closing thoughts? If you could go back and say, Okay. Now I know you talked about the website and, and going through like different, different variations of that. But if you could go back and tell yourself back when you started, what would be your advice? Oh God. I mean, how long we got here? I know we got to wrap it up. No, I'm like, no, there's just, there's so God, there's so there's so much that I want to say. Number one, I will say, and we, we've definitely hit on this, but I do think that this is key is, is showing the hell up. It's staying consistent, right? It is. And and it's not necessarily about doing all of the things all the time, but Mm. pick the, pick the things you're going to do and do it. Right. Pick the things that you're going to do and do it and and do it well. Right. I mean, I think that that's, that's one of the biggest things that I would say. And, you know, I would also say, and this is something for me that this is a hard lesson is that so much of the reason why I, I think wasted thousands and thousands and thousands of dollars in my business is because, is because I didn't trust myself mm-hmm. and because I had a lot of imposter syndrome. And so I, I've got so many stories of this, but I, this is something I've had to really heal is just really and and the reason why people are like, well, how do you eat thousands of dollars doing that? Well, it's because it's my God, so easy. it's so easy. <laughs> you think you need the $5,000 website. You think, I mean, if I told you how many like coaches I've hired over the last two years, I mean, it's, I can, I can admit this stuff. Like it's, it's, it's crazy. And it's a lot of it is just at its root. It's me not like trusting myself and, and not being confident within myself. Right. And so I think really, really navigating that, but but I think, I think for me, those were two, two really big things of like just showing up and staying consistent and really, really learning to like trust yourself. Yeah, for sure. Well, and I think the hard thing about having a business is we don't trust that process in the beginning. Yeah. And I know that every time that I've hit like 
a growth stage. I go through a period of a lot of fear, a lot of coaching, and that's okay. I've learned that, but I've learned that that imposter syndrome, it doesn't ever fully go away. It's just how much you're going to feed it. A thousand percent, a thousand percent. feed Feed the faith more than the fear because the two can't exist on the same bridge. Yeah. A thousand percent. And I will say this too, and I will, I'm just going to shamelessly plug you. I will tell you, if you're a coach (laughs) listening to this and you do not, you are not working with Rachel in some capacity. If you are a new coach, you are really missing the boat here. No, honestly. I mean, honestly, I mean, I, we were talking about this before the show when I was, you know, I remember we were talking about when we first started going, but there's when I spent all that money on the, on the website. And I can remember sitting in one of your like weekly zoom calls, because you talk about showing up for your people. I mean, you show up I mean, uh-huh. just consistently every single week. And it's just the, the value that you give is, is unreal. And I can remember just showing up and being like, you know, even going through like your exercises of like trying to find your niche and really drilling down and your pillars of topics and all this kind of stuff. I mean, I still implement a lot that in my business, every time I'm like kind of changing things up a little bit. And so I would say that number one, if you're, if you're not already working with Rachel in some capacity, you need to change that. But number two, like, I think it's so important. Coaches need coaches. Coaches need coaches for sure. And so I think I know for me, I've never been somebody that's been afraid to, and probably maybe too much as I was saying, I've hired too many coaches, but I'm just saying, I've never been afraid to like put money back into my business. Uh And I think that it can be really hard when you're just getting going to not operate from a place of scarcity. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. Right. I'm almost like, wait, Amber, should we just keep going and make this like a 24 hour podcast? (laughs) Seriously. Yes, girl. We'll be like, okay, everyone, pause. Maybe <laughs> you should be picking every day. Yeah, exactly. Next session. <laughs> I love it. I love it. But yes, but you know, like it's so easy when you operate from that place of scarcity yeah. of how that shows up in your business and how. Well, you sh- I think that's also the reason why in the beginning we feel like we need to serve everyone. And I love what you said about niching down. It's like you know the women that you serve. You know that their problems are perimenopause it's addiction to weight it's addiction to uh, i mean to like the scales yes dieting and i think i think that's the part where we get into the groove is we start to step into her shoes and really get to know her and think what is troubling my woman emotionally physically spiritually like every different level what's troubling her and what are the topics i'm going to talk about I mean, absolutely. And that's the thing is that I think you're right. And I think that's such a good point is that in the beginning, because we are just so concerned with making money, we dilute our message because we're trying to help everybody. But what I've learned and even like the, the, you know, the, the women that I like the kind of the mentors that I listen to and, and listen to their podcasts and all that stuff, they all say the same thing is when their business turned around, when they started exponentially making money is when they got super clear on who the hell they were talking to. And, and, and it's, and they got into the psychographics, right. And they got into the demographic, they got into all of it. And when you can really start to like, now you are speaking someone's language and now it's just about attracting, attracting your people and dialing in the message, but you can't do that. If you're, if your net is cast too wide. And I know for a lot of coaches listening, that can be really scary. And that was scary for me too. Like for a little while, like, I, I started off with like, 
weight loss women over 40. And I realized in my, uh, my world, that's even too far of a net to cast, right? Like I even need to get specific. And so if you look at my messaging, I'm talking to a very specific woman. I'm talking to a very specific woman so that what I'm putting out there is really going to resonate with her. And I think that that's really important, Um, but it is scary for sure. Can you tell everyone where to find you? Yes. Instagram, your website, because I know if there's a woman struggling and she's even a coach, which I always say the best advice I give is to get a coach for your health because you actually learn how to get, how to coach yourself. And also we all need healing as well. Yes. Yes, of course. I would love, love, love to connect. I am just at, it's MS Amber Shaw. So Miss Amber Shaw on Instagram, on TikTok. You can send me an email, amber at ambershaw.com. And yeah, if you are a coach and you're listening to this and you just, you've got maybe a question or something I said resonates, reach out to me. I love connecting and just with other, you know, badass female entrepreneurs. I love just connecting with just other women and just really finding ways to help empower each other. So definitely guys make sure you follow this woman i would say also just check out how she shows up i think it's really important to be able to go and watch other people who are doing it well and successfully doing it to be able to know how to actually show up yourself but remember listen to the tips that amber shared today she shared straight from her heart something that you should be doing on a daily basis so guys peace out we will see you on the next one All right, guys, that is all for today. Thanks so much for tuning in. If you enjoyed this episode, don't forget to subscribe to the show so you don't miss any future episodes. While you're there, it would mean the world to me if you take just a few seconds and leave me an honest review. Truth is, I love honesty. Your reviews help me to reach even more health coaches and wellness professionals who are ready to explode their business and want the truth in this non-BS approach. You can find all the links and the information mentioned in this episode at www.rachelafeldman.com backslash podcast. All right, so don't forget to tag me on Instagram at Rachel A. Feldman and let me know what was your favorite part of the episode. This will help me to create even better content for you bring on awesome peeps to tell you the truth about how they built their business, plus other speakers to help you take your business to the top without overwhelm. Thanks for listening, and I'll see you guys soon.